What's up, guys? You're listening to the Life in Motion audio experience, featuring interviews around travel, action sports, culture, and more. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 26 of Life in Motion. In this episode, I chat with Eli about growing up in a skiing and snowboarding family and how it led him to travel, train, and compete all over the world. If you're as stoked as we are in this kid, don't forget to hit that share button. What's up, guys? We've got a long-awaited guest here on the phone today. Um, the man, the myth, the legend, Eli McDermott. Um, for anyone that follows our social media, you've seen how much uh, he kind of shreds on a snowboard, and you've probably seen some of the, the many projects that we've worked on um, in the past with him. So really excited to kind of hear about all the places that snowboarding has taken him um, so far. But without further ado, uh, Eli, stoked to finally have you on the podcast, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, you bet. So, so let's just get into it. You know, what is, um, give us a little bit of background of, you know, of who you are, you know, where'd you grow up, um, the different hobbies you had growing up and kind of, you know, what your story is. Yeah, my story is um, pretty simple for Vermont. Like everybody, like Vermont's a very small place. So I live in a very small town, with like a thousand people. And I grew up on a nice dirt road, so on like a big property with lots of like lots of land, lots of area to explore. So I've always just kind of been outside, and I've had an older brother um, who's two years older than me. Which from the beginning of time, we've always just competed with each other, trying to be the best. And we've had always had a pond, so we've always just like loved just being in the air and spinning and flipping and everything like that. And then growing up, I played a lot of soccer. But other than that, I snowboarded, trampolined, and skateboarded. That was that was all my sports. Mm-hmm. I never got into biking or anything. I was I was never talented enough at biking. Well, as I say, li- living back there, kind of um, like you said, in Vermont, I'm sure snowboarding was a little more easy. And then mm-hmm. uh, is are there um, is there like a skate park close to you or? No, we actually really have never had a skate park. We've always just had a, like a backyard or like a or like a like a um, driveway or a porch or something. So I've never really been incredibly gifted at skateboarding until I got up to the ski academy that I went to where they actually have a skate park. Because nice. around here, all I can do is just like practice my ollies and things like that. But kind of all the fly ground stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like the very <laughs> rudimentary skills that. Hey, you got you to know that too. That's how, you know, I you know as you might know you know i I grew up riding bmx bikes but yeah i grew up you know in the middle of nowhere also so that's all you could do is just jump stuff over the street you know there's no ramps or anything close by so definitely understand that yeah so as far as like the snowboarding and skateboarding itself um how how did you kind of get into that i mean obviously it's it's you know it sounded like you had a lot of area to explore you know as a kid just as general just being in the woods and outdoors and whatnot but as far as actually yeah. getting into snowboarding, was it your older brother um, that no, introduced it to you, or what was that? Getting into snowboarding, it was my father, because my father has, since he was like 18, he's worked at Killington's, um, in the Killington Ski School, and like, um, gives out lessons to kids all the time. So from the very beginning, every weekend, dad would be going up there to teach skiing, so we'd just join him, and to start for the whole like i started out skiing when i was probably like seven. Oh wow like five five to seven we started out skiing and 
my brother and I, we'd take lessons because my dad could get us into lessons. So we just took all, as many lessons as possible all the time. And then at the age of like nine, one day we were out ice climbing and I was, there was like a huge ice patch, patch and we were all sliding on it. And then I started to slide like sideways, like horizontally, like a snowboarder uh, would. And after that, dad was like, wow, you should probably try snowboarding. Cause like <laughs> I, I'd never really been that good at skiing, you know, like I could never really get the two feet like separate from each other. Yeah. I was always like just kind of awkward on my skis. And then once I got on a snowboard, I never looked back. And yeah, so that's pretty much how we got into skiing, which is we'd go up there all the time with our dad. And then as we got better and better, and when we didn't need lessons anymore, when there weren't, weren't lessons that could like keep up with us where we were trying to go in the park and we were trying to do all these incredibly advanced trails dad just let us start skiing by ourselves and then from there we we've just we've just been skiing ever since me and my brother and then we have an older friend that we we skied with in the beginning his name was aaron that's awesome so it sounds like you just kind of ran in the family and it's it's actually a yeah. really funny story about the uh sliding on the ice and, and kind of getting uh you know uh, facing your hips like you are on a snowboard and like hey yeah. we should try this yeah yeah i'm really glad i did because <laughs> that's awesome yeah. so 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 you kind of said um you know that's kind of i guess the, the pivot point or whatnot when you kind of got into snowboarding and then and then eventually you know you more or less outgrew the lessons um you know because you guys were just you know just trying different stuff and probably stuff they weren't teaching in the lessons and kind of started exploring that way. So when, when did, I guess, um, you know, I would consider yourself, you know, pretty serious in snowboarding. So like mm -hmm. so when, when did, when did that kind of come where, Hey, you know, I'm just messing around in the woods or, or on the slopes or whatever with my buds and trying this stuff to like a switch, like, Hey, maybe I should like, I'm good at this. Maybe I should try to t see where, how far I can take this. How, how did that kind of come up? Well, honestly, that, that really has only started to come around these last two years. Like before that, like there's a huge part of the story in between that, that would kind of just be like me going to CVA, which I can talk about now, I guess, because yeah, definitely. I never really thought I was ever going to like try to be a serious snowboarder. Like from the, from my, when I was really young, I was always like, Oh, I want to be a professional snowboarder. But, at that time, I really had no idea what that meant or, like, how to actually do that. You know, I was just dreaming because kids, kids will dream like that. But oh, yeah. then um, we just – we were skiing every weekend, and we got, like – we were hitting the parks, and we started to, like, do park tricks and, like, ride in the parks pretty exclusively, me and my brother and our friend. And then um, as, as long uh, – when we were doing that, we continued to like trampoline and build our trampoline skills, which by the time that we were like doing, by the time that we were like 10, 11, there was this camp called Tramp Camp, a CVA Tramp Camp, which is like, just like the trampolining and skateboarding up at the school that I go to, which has like an Olympic trampoline set up and like a full like thousand square foot skate park. So it's like wow. pretty cool. Um, very, very awesome stuff. And we went up there for a couple of skate sessions and like camps and we really, really liked it. And like the skills that we got on the trampolines helped so much on the snow and like 
we're starting to get really good air awareness and everything that comes with trampolining. And then at that point, we are old enough and why had I been at CBA for a year? And then I was sent there in seventh grade. And ever since I've just been building up my skills and working on all these different tricks and everything, everything I can do. And then like last year was when I was actually like, oh, I really want to like start doing contests and like trying to work my way up through the circuits and like maybe onto the US teams and stuff. That's awesome. So so the camp or not the camp, the, the academy itself, um so so I'm I guessing that's a that's like a boarding type school. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. what is a I guess what does a typical day there look? Cause I mean they you know, I poked around their website a little, they, they seem to incorporate, like you said, all, all these kind of outdoor and extreme sports and not into the curriculum, it seems like. Um, but what, what does kind of a day look like or even a month, you know, span being there kind of look like? Yeah, so it's, it's a wicked cool place. And in the fall, we do a lot of like dry land training and working out to like build ourselves up for the winter ahead of us, you know. Um, but so in the fall, we have starting classes at 8 o'clock in the morning. We have two classes, two-hour-long classes, and then we have a two-and-a-half-hour athletic block where we, since I'm on the freestyle teams, I do quite a bit of trampoline. I probably trampoline twice a week, okay. work out, like, three times a week for an hour, and then, like, lots of agility and speed stuff as well. Um, so we work out for two and a half hours before lunch. And then we have lunch and then two more classes. And then we work out for an hour and a half in the afternoon. And then, so we get two and a half, or like we get like like three and a half hours of athletics, af, athletics every day. Yeah. And then we have four classes per day. After that, we have school, and then after dinner, there's a period of time of like an hour and a half, which I usually end up skateboarding just because they have that awesome skate park, and I have a whole bunch of friends I can go with. But the That's days are very, the days are very, very nice, and lots of athletics. And then in the winter, we have we snowboard all morning from eight thirty till noon. And then we have four classes in the afternoon. Nice. So, so yeah. So it sounds like you guys. It's a, it sounds like it's a pretty even split between um, the, the the training and conditioning and actually like riding and whatnot versus um, being in the classroom as well, which sounds um, way better than the school I went to. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 crazy how how much time you just get to spend doing what you want and what you love. I love it's it's awesome that is sweet uh, how, but do you know about how many like kids in in i guess the whole academy are there like is it a, is it a very large school or is it uh it's actually not a very large school um in in years before they've had more kids than they have these last two years but right now we have like 80 kids in the school and that's between like snowboarding Snowboard border cross, snowboard freestyle, skiers, skier cross, moguls, like ski racing, and then like a backcountry team. Okay. So, and then most of the kids are actually racers. Like half the kids are racers in the school. And then 
there's a good amount of freestyle kids and snowboarders. That's sweet. But, so, yeah. so besides like, um, y- y- you know, them, uh, uh, kind of mixing the sports and, and whatnot, the different activities within the school, what other kind of, um, opportunities for, you know, in your case, snowboarding come up because of the Academy, like as far as, um, you know, I know you mentioned competitions and stuff and, you know, we'll get into that, but as far as like traveling opportunities, uh, trips and, and kind of that kind of stuff, is, 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 does that, um, Academy involve any of that stuff as well? I mean, the Academy doesn't do like specific trips that you go on and like, that'd be like awesome trip, but we have a whole snowboard team. So as a team, we go places okay. and to like train. Um, but we travel all over the world training and snowboarding as a team. Um, but the one thing that's, the one thing that's pretty unfortunate right now is there's not a lot of older kids on the snowboard team. A lot of them are in seventh and eighth grade, like the next generation of the school. But so not as many kids go on these trips, but we, uh. we take training trips out to Colorado. Um, my favorite trip that we take is we go to Austria in November for some early season jump training because the mountain Stubai or the glacier Stubai has amazing jumps and an awesome park all of October, November because their season starts earlier than ours. So we get to spend like three weeks living in like a beautiful, a beautiful mountain town called Patch and just like skiing every day, like exploring the Alps and the towns. Like it's really cool. That's how long have you been? And you said it's a yearly trip. So how, how many times have you been there? I've been there twice. No, no tw- three times. That's, that is awesome. And are you guys there for like a week or something or two weeks or? We're there for like two and a half weeks. Cause like the plane ticket is very expensive. So to make it worth it, we kind of have to be there a while. Yeah. That and and like this, like the snowboarding at that time, like it's so awesome first because like you haven't snowboarded in like months. So like the first time getting back on snow for the year, you mm. just love it so much. And like, it's so, it's so rewarding to just do simple turns at that point. But then also like they have one of the best pucks that you'd ride all year. That's sweet. So, yeah. so between, between like that and going out to Colorado and stuff. So when you guys are traveling as a team and you actually get to these places, are they like working with, um, I guess like, like, uh, like local people there that, you know, are, I guess, help train you with the look. I don't know how I'm trying to say this, but like uh local pros maybe, or, or whatever. Um, uh, or are you still just kind of doing as a team, like really no outside, um, perspective, I guess. Yeah. I wish we got to ride with local pros more, but, uh, we kind of ride more as a team. And since I'm on the, higher level of our snowboard team i ride a lot with my snowboard team but i also just ride with other kids that are around my level because one thing that i've always thrived on is like trying to be the best and like ever since a young age like my brother and i competed all the times on the trampoline and like skateboarding and snowboarding like we'd i'd always just try to be the best one around so Snowboarding with my team and with the coach is really great, but I also 
really do just enjoy snowboarding with kids around my same level because it just makes me try to become better than them and yeah better at snowboarding yeah it's it's fun that way because you can kind of like you said you kind of push each other like some friendly yeah. competition and yeah. um, call each other out on different things i'm sure and mm-hmm. all that stuff <laughs> so so then so you guys are you know traveling throughout the year kind of training these different places um and then so and then you mentioned you know recently kind of started getting a little more serious as far as competitions um go so how i, I guess um i guess if one went like last year for example um how many about how many competitions did you go to i probably went to well last year it was last two years i've had unfortunate seasons where i broke my arm and with breaking your arm, I, I did, like, two – actually, no. So, last year, the first contest that I did, we had been snowboarding all all of December in Colorado, and then I, we went home for Christmas break, and I spent a week at home, like, having fun. And then after that, like, like three days after being at home, I went to this contest in Waterville, New Hampshire, and it's a rev tour level contest, so that's the rev tour above US or the level above USASA, and it's like the level before making it into like so that goes USASA rev tours and then NORAMs. Okay. And then rev tours and NORAMs are like pretty much the same level contest, and that's like the intermediate level, and then after that you get up to Grand Prix, which qualify you for the olympics and world cups like that so like that's the level i'm looking to be at and that's that's a pro level but in what level i'm doing in the rev tour last last year it was like january 15th and the first run of my first contest of the year i broke my arm and oh, like man. gave myself a gnarly concussion like really slammed just because it had been raining the day before and then that night it froze it froze and was like 20 degrees, like 10, 20 degrees out. And then the next day we did a slope style contest and like it was so icy and so fast that like I just overshot the jumps and kind of went straight to my face. Man. So is, um, is that, is that like the first, like, I guess, is that the, was your first like major like injury that you had or had? I, it was close to my first major injury because the year before, when I was training out in Colorado in December, I had broken my arm, my my right arm, and then last year I broke my left arm. So I've broken both my arms now, and those have really been my only major injuries, besides like some concussions. But that's you don't take the same time off of snow as you do. Yeah. You break your arm. So, um, so, uh, well, but back to the original question, I probably did like 10 contests last year like i did the one rev tour where i broke my arm and then i got to one other rev tour stop and then i did just some usasas to qualify for the um usasa national championships in at the end of march and then i did all the usasa national championships with slope style pipe and um rail jam but i didn't do as many contests as i did this year that that's a lot. That still sounds like you've been pretty busy with all that. So yeah, yeah, I was very busy, but 
this year I started to compete at like the Noam level and like I pretty much I did like 10 rev tour slash Noam level contests this year oh wow so so what's it like um I guess what's it like sort of preparing for those and and then also kind of want to go back to you know like you said you know the the you know the first contest run or whatever and you and you broke your arm or whatnot because it was icier the conditions but not only kind of preparing for like a normal contest but and it sounds like you haven't had an issue with this but as far as like psyching yourself out like what's that um what's kind of like uh what's that like you know having a slam like that like in a contest and then getting back like um I guess I'm looking for some inspiration for anybody that's listening to this, you know, you know, the, yeah. you, you fall down and you get back up type of deal. Like what, did, what was that like? It was you just kind of shake it off. Like, Hey, this is part of snowboarding and I still love this. So it really doesn't matter. I'm just, you know, excited to get out there again. Or like, what, what was that like? Oh, it's, it's kind of crazy after like, after I broke my arm for like the first, well, the thing about breaking my arm was I had six weeks of recovery at the minimum before I could even get back on a snowboard. So for the first, like, week or two, I was kind of bummed and kind of, like, what am I doing? Like, should I actually be doing this? Like, am I actually able to land these tricks without hurting myself like this? And then as the weeks progressed and as I got, like, as I saw everybody else around me going out snowboarding every day and how much they were all loving it and, like, how much fun it looked like they were all having and then, like, looking through social media and what was going on in snowboarding, like, by the time... I was actually ready, healed and ready to go back on a snowboard. I was just so excited to go snowboarding to have fun again that like, I wasn't even thinking about being psyched out or psyched like, or like even like, at, to begin with, I wasn't even thinking about doing those tricks again, just cause like, I, I was excited to do 360s and just have fun where the tricks that I was like falling on and like put myself on was like a 1080. So like I had time to get back to that level, but to begin with, I wasn't even thinking about it because I was just having fun snowboarding again. But then as the time came to start doing those tricks again, I did get kind of scared. And, like, it was it was kind of scary just to um, – it was kind of scary to do those tricks again and be just be, like, knowing that you could hurt yourself like that. But I really just, like – at that point, I just, like, turned up my music and just, like, trust myself because i know i can do these tricks it's just yeah it's just a matter of doing them and just keeping um, that confidence like you said yeah, yeah. that's, that's that. and, and then like if there's like pretty girls around like that makes it because <laughs> it's like oh like if i if i land it then she might come up to talk to me to tell me how cool it was or if i slam <laughs> that she's going to come up and ask me if I'm okay. So either way, it's like a win. <laughs> yes. Yes. I think that was actually, yeah, that was the best answer right there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Um, so besides uh, the, the motivation from the, <laughs> from, um, from the ladies. Yeah. So it's just, it's just kind of, kind of building up as far as just preparing for the contest and whatnot. It's just kind of a, a culmination of, uh, everything through the year as the academy and, and traveling and training and all that stuff, um, I guess. And then when you go to the contest, are you, are you going there as a team still? Or at that point, are you kind of being sent out or go out on your own, like separate from the academy, I guess, if that makes sense? Um, yeah, back to like going into this year. Like going into this year, 
I actually was like trying to see a sports psychologist because I thought I had competition anxiety after last season hurting myself in like the major contest that I did. So like I thought I was going to have a hard time like doing contest runs and landing contest runs when it mattered. But then after my at the first contest I did, which was in Waterville, like the Waterville that I this year was way better than the last year where I broke my arm. So this year was so like this year first run of Waterville, like I was like, man, last year at this exact same moment I broke my arm. Like am I actually about to go do this, you know? Yeah. Um, but like it was it this like so far this year it was totally different. Like I landed all my tricks and like I also like had way more practice because last year before these contests, like I was in Maine. This year I was out in Colorado training on big jumps. So like I'd already done these tricks a whole bunch of times before having to do them in the contest. So like I was really ready for it all this year. And after this year, I don't think I have competition anxiety because I landed all my contests or landed most of my contest runs and did well in them. Um, but sorry, back to your question about, Oh, I travel. I honestly travel with a lot of different people. It's crazy. I, since I'm at the highest level of my school, like there's no other snowboarder traveling around the Noram circuit, at least in freestyle. I have to, I traveled around a couple with a, to a couple of the contests with my CVA coach. His name is Michael Goldschmidt. He, he used to be on the U S snowboarding team for half pipe, like oh, sweet. in 2008 and 2009, like he's a really talented half pipe rider and a really good coach. But I find that a coach doesn't make a lot of a difference at a contest because there's not a lot they can do besides just like trying to motivate you. Yeah. Um, because like you can't go to a contest and do a trick that you've never done before you it's like it's all within your like you you know what tricks you're going to do before you even get there so you can't like make like huge changes like that and there's not a lot that a coach is going to do for you besides like wax and like motivate you and all these other things so i i traveled around to contests with a bunch of different coaches this year like i traveled with a Colorado team. I traveled with a California team. I just kind of traveled with whoever I could. And then I actually got to travel a little bit with the U.S. team. That was really exciting this year. I bet it's cool having those kind of opportunities to travel with the different teams and whatnot because, you know, you're obviously you're meeting different people, but you, you're kind of also probably experiencing, um, uh, you know, getting – getting feedback from them and even like practice runs and stuff kind of feeding off of each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And that's like the whole reason I've been traveling with other teams is because like I get like, I get to meet all these kids on these teams and like I, I, I've, I'm like previously friends with them, but I really like these kids and like, I really like the teams. And then I also really like coaches. Like some of the coaches I got to work with are like really, really talented coaches and they get, really good feedback and just to like get feedback from as many people as possible and as many coaches as possible. Like I feel like I just get like a, a vast knowledge because I have like three different people's tips instead of just one person's and it's or three coaches tips instead of just one coach. It's really nice. 
Yeah, definitely. And like kind of what you said, like having the different eyeballs, like, I mean, you have your, you know, your main coach or whatever, but he's kind of with you a lot of the time. So, <laughs> so you guys kind of get both in your rhythm. So then some, like a, an outside perspective probably throws in a completely different like tip yeah. that like, makes sense. So that's, that's awesome. Yeah. And I also get to like, like meet these coaches and to like become friends with these coaches because then at that point, they open up more opportunities for me because the more coaches that like, like and support me, the more contests I can go to because I get, I would get into these contests because these kids, this coach is like, Oh yeah. Like I remember working with this kid. I liked him. Like he should be in this contest. And it, and it really just helps like expand like all the vast, all the things that I can do in snowboarding. It just helps like expand like connections and coaching all at the same time. While being at a contest yeah well that's awesome it's it's cool to hear um hear that perspective from you too as far as like not only obviously you're 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 pumping the contest and doing and trying to do well in them but you understand as far as you know you trying to you know get to that level you understand the importance of like you said that networking and and relationship Mm -hmm. building and all that stuff which is obviously um as you as you know huge so that's 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 kind of cool hearing that come from you though too yeah so, no, the networking part of snowboarding is so it's huge. Like if you can't be the best snowboarder, then you must then you have to know the, all the best people of snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Like you can make it far without ever being the best if you just know everybody. Like you can get yourself to really high places and that's that's half what I'm going for is like that's also another great thing about the whole school and about the whole CBA experience is I'm getting to snowboard every day, like how I am, but I also get to meet all these people. And like, I would say I'm a pretty social person. So I get to meet, I get to, I just get to meet all these people that I would never usually get to meet. And it's really cool. That's, that's awesome. So kind of, kind of back to that goal, you know, you're, um, you know, you're still pretty young now, kind of starting to make that name for yourself and kind of getting some traction and whatnot. But so what is, what is kind of the, I guess right now, what is kind of the ultimate goal of where you want to take snowboarding? You know, is it, is it strictly contests? Is it maybe contests and kind of having a mix of that, um, that networking where you kind of get to, uh, uh, I don't know, kind of the level that you're talking about based on the networks and whatnot, or kind of where do you see yourself, um, I guess, trying to take it right now? Well, right now, since I'm at CBA and I have the, the, the if i i have right now i am i see myself trying to go as far as possible in the contest scene like i plan to like work as hard as i can and like get stronger and get all these things going for me to try to do as well as possible in contests for this next year or two but really one of my main goals is right now i'm sponsored by the snowboard company solomon snowboards and um one of my main goals is to get in like snowboard movies and like snowboard films and like, like videos of like, just like snowboard videos and everything. So my, my, my secondary goal is totally filming and snowboarding, like urban snowboarding, which is snowboarding done in like cities on like handrails and things such as that, like handrail urban snowboarding. I really, what I, this year I, I filmed a whole bunch of urban or like not a whole bunch of urban, but 
I filmed a good amount of Oban and I have like probably like a minute and a half of Oban footage after this season and after next season I hope to get like another minute and a half and then put out a video at the end of next year like Oban's Oban writing that I've been doing but my main goal is to have an appearance in an Oban film and like try to try to film for movies that would be sweet. Are they are they working on any projects now, or, or like as far as like actually like DVDs or like movie projects, or would it just be like a you know, like a web edit or? Right now, I I actually have a couple of things going. I have I spent like three weeks ago. I went out to Mammoth. Oh, I went out to Mammoth for snowboarding, and I was going out there to train on big jumps to like learn some new doubles and maybe a triple for next year a triple cork, which is three flips, one air. Um, but I unfortunately concussed myself because I overshot this jump by like 35 feet <laughs> and I just knocked myself out. Like yeah. it, was, it was pretty unfortunate. I, since I knocked myself out, I had no idea what happened. Like the first thing that I remember was like sitting down at the bottom and just being like, like, why is my helmet off? Like, why are you guys around me right now? <laughs> I didn't know what was going on, but um, yeah, from from being out there, I'm going to make a little in, not not Instagram edit, but like two minute edit, and then I'm gonna tr- like two minute edit on YouTube for actually, it's really for you guys for Lumen Click because after that, after the um, collab that we did with the Lumen hoodies. I I wore my Illumin sweatshirt every day and all my shots were in my Illumin sweatshirt. So I was going to make it and post it kind of, or like post it and like make the video kind of for the Illumin Collect sweatshirts that we had just done. And I was trying to wrap those pretty well. But right now they're stuck in my computer and my computer's kind of broken right now. So we'll <laughs> see when I actually make this, but... Uh, the struggle, right? Yeah, I've got all the shots, so it's just a matter of putting it together and then releasing it. But well, I'm excited to see that when uh when you're uh figure out the computer. <laughs> yeah, it it should be premiering in like two weeks, I think. That's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, kind of as we uh you know start to 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 wrap things up here. You know, you obviously have a pretty interesting um, story of how you got into snowboarding um, and kind of outdoors in general. Obviously, you know, through your through your family and kind of working your way up. Mm-hmm. What um, and now you're kind of getting the whole experience of competitions. Um, you know, working with uh, snowboard brands and filming and all those kind of different opportunities that come with it. What would you tell you know someone um, you know maybe when you were younger, just getting started around that age? you know, that wanted to start getting snowboarding and wants to start to figure out a way to travel and compete with it um, and kind of start to build that kind of personal brand and that skill level. What would you, what would you kind of tell them to guess, I guess, encourage them or as far as advice goes or whatnot? Um, I would just say like have fun and work hard and have fun and work hard because there's only so much time that there's only there's only so much time that you have to spend like hiking small features and learning new tricks. 
before you get to a certain age and certain level where you're like, oh, I have to be doing these in contests. So you're just doing tricks that you, you already know. So to begin with, I would just say work hard and film and just have fun as much as possible because it'll pay off in a year or two. And yeah, make Instagram edits because Instagram is the easiest way to get exposure. Yeah, definitely. So just have, have fun with it. Like kind of let things, let the chips fall or whatnot and, and put yourself out there on Instagram and, and YouTube and all that stuff. So yeah, put yourself out there. Cause in this day and age, it's so easy to do. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like, and you know, back to what he was saying too, as far as the networking goes, um, and just kind of being friendly and, and, and nice to everybody that you meet and kind of creating those yeah. relationships and connections. Yeah, meet as many people as you can. Like, if you see somebody that looks really good at snowboarding, go up and talk to them because they probably are, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. And you, you have no clue where that, that, um, that conversation will lead you or even where it will lead you five years down the road if you bump them to them again. So, yeah. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, finally, where can people find you online to see, um, you know, what you're up to, uh, this summer and going into the, the next season and training and all that stuff. Um, I, I unfortunately don't really have an online presence, like a, a, like a WWW website or thing, but I have an Instagram at Eli.McDermott, M-C-D-E-R-M-O-T-T. And then I really don't even have a YouTube presence. I'm working on one with these videos I'm supposed to be putting out, but I believe my YouTube's like Eli McDermott or something. I, I don't even think I have one really, but you, you guys I mainly just on, that on Instagram, Instagram when it's up. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, well, Eli, thank you again. Uh, you know, for, for, I'm, I'm glad we finally were able to have this conversation and, mm -hmm. um, and kind of hear the whole backstory and all that stuff. So thanks again for coming on and kind of sharing that story, um, with everybody. I know it's going to get a lot of people stoked and I know, um, we're always stoked seeing the new stuff that you put out on Instagram and, and send us and whatnot. So yeah, yeah. Really excited for that. But guys, make sure you check him out on Instagram and whatnot. And um, yeah, man, thanks again. Yeah, thank you. It was my pleasure. Hey guys, I really appreciate you listening and would absolutely love if you left a rating on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, or wherever you're listening to this. Your feedback is our inspiration to continue these stories and grow.